بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اما بعد so we come to to the 16th hadith after the 15th hadith we, hadith we took last week and that hadith was the hadith who can tell us that hadith that we took last week anyone Huh? Where was the last day? Naam. Where Whoever believes in Allah on the last day, فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَصْمُتْ Let him say a good word, let him speak with some good speech, or stay quiet. Naam. And then? فَلْيُكْرِمْ جَارًا وَمَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ Whoever believes in Allah on the last day, فَلْيُكْرِمْ جَارًا Let him be good uh, to his neighbor. Let him honor his neighbor. مَا كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيُكْرِمْ ضَيْفَةً Let him, likewise the one who believes in Allah on the last day, let him uh, honor and be good to, to his guest. نعم. رواه البخاري ومسلم. نعم. بخاري ومسلم. طيب. And who was the Sahabi who narrated the hadith? Abu Hurairah. If it's possible to, to memorize the hadith, then that's something good, no doubt. Try to memorize these ahadith. Some, some ahadith are longer than others. Uh, but according to your ability, no doubt. And the best things to memorize, the Quran, and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, the ahadith of the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wassalam. Now, so the 16th hadith, hadith al-yawm, the hadith of today is the hadith also narrated by Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu anna rajulan qal in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa man, he said to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and he advised me qal la taghdab so the messenger of Allah sallallahu he said La taghdab. He said, don't get angry. Don't become angry. Faraddada miraran. And so he repeat, repeated that a number of times. Qal, la taghdab. Naam. And the messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said again, la taghdab. Do not become angry. Naam. This hadith, ayyul ikhwa, was recorded by al-Bukhari. And is from this from the those ahadith and those statements that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, made that are considered from being from Jawami' Kalamihi Sallallahu And from that concise and short speech that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi that he would make. Yani that short and concise speech, which consisted of few words, but tahtaha jumal. But un, yani what can be derived from those few words, yani many sentences, many benefits. Bal mujalladat Yani volumes. Short words, few words, but the benefit that's taken from those few words. Yani is great. Anna Rajulan Qal 
that a man, he said, لِلنَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم, to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, أَنَّ رَجُلًا, that a man, and so here the, the, the man was not mentioned, and there's no explanation as to who this man was, and this comes in many ahadith, أَنَّ رَجُلًا جَاءَ إِلَى النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم, أو أَنَّ رَجُلًا سَأَلَ سَأَلَ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم, and this comes in many ahadith. However, some of the narrators, they leave out the name of this man. They leave out the name of this man due to it not being important. It's not from the important affairs. It doesn't change the meaning in the hadith. The benefit is still taken from the hadith. However, there are those scholars who, uh, they took it upon themselves to research um, and go somewhat deeper and to f- try and work out who was that person who asked. Um, however, this is not from the important matters as Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, he mentioned. Yani it's, it, so long as it doesn't change the meaning, uh, yani it's, it's not something that a scholar should tire himself yani in, in, in trying to achieve, trying to work out who was this man. However, like I mentioned, there are, there are, there are those who have authored books, yani books uh, concerning Mubhamat, Mubhamat, which means those things w- w- that are unclear. And so there's, there are those who authored concerning Sahih al-Bukhari. All of those uh, uh, people who were mentioning some of these narrations, anna rajulan, that he came, that he asked, or this, that a woman came, who was that man, who was that woman? And so there are books that deal with all of those uh, mubhamat, yani, uh, unclear, unknown uh, people, uh, and Yani, the uh, effort was made to try and name those individuals. Likewise, Sahih Muslim, and other than those uh, than those books of hadith. It has been said about this man here in this hadith that it was Abu Darda, the Sahabi al Jalil, Abu Darda. Because there's coming another hadith where he mentioned Abu Darda, Abu Darda himself, anhu. He said, "Qultu ya Rasulullah." I said, "O Messenger of Allah." دلني على عمل يدخلني الجنة. Point me to an action which will cause me to enter Jannah, paradise. قال, he said, لا تغضب. He said, don't become angry. ولك الجنة. And for you is Jannah. Now, and it's been said that uh, it was someone else, that it was uh, Abdullah ibn Umar, Sahabi also. And, yani, and others. But Al-Muhim is that the man he said, Awsini. Awsini from, from Wasiya. Which means, Yani, Dullani, Alama, Yanfa'uni. Deenan wa Dunyan, as the scholars they mention. Yani, uh, advise me, and command me, teach me, and tell me. Yani, that which is good for me. Beneficial for me, uh, it, as it relates to the religion, and uh, as it relates to the, to, to the dunya. Now, and that which brings me closer to Allah. So this is what the scholars they mention concerning Awsini. because there were others who similarly would make this same statement, Awsini to the Messenger of Allah Now. So the Messenger of Allah he said, "La taqdab." And then we have in the hadith, فَرَدَّدَ مِرَارًا 
Some of you may not have that in the hadith written down. Those who, are, who have the text with you. Anyone doesn't have it down? It just says, La taghdab, and that's it. He says, Raddadamiraran. Now, here in this text here, the explanation of Sheikh Ibn Thaymeen, it's not mentioned here, but however that has come. Miraran. That he repeated it a number of times. Who repeated it? The prophet. Huh? The prophet. No. The man. He repeated it a number of times. And he said, Awsini. After the Messenger of Rasulullah said, La taghdab. Then he came back again and he said, Awsini. A number of times. And each time the Messenger of Rasulullah said, La taghdab. La taghdab. Kept repeating it. Now. So this hadith shows to us the, the, the hirs of the Sahaba and the, and the zeal of the Sahaba concerning that which benefits them. And the nadir of this hadith, the nadir, yani that which is similar to this, is that which Al-Abbas, Al-Abbas radiallahu anhu, the paternal uncle of the Messenger of Allah that which occurred between him and the Messenger of Allah sallam. When he said to the Prophet ﷺ, Teach me a dua that I may uh, make dua with. O Messenger of Allah. And so he said, Ask Allah for pardon. And then he, he repeated again. Teach me a dua that I can make. Miraran, a number of times. فقال, ya Abbas. He said, Oh Abbas. Ya Amma Rasulullah. Oh, paternal uncle of the Messenger of Allah. Salilah al Afiyah. Salilah al dunya wal akhirah. Ask Allah for afiyah, for pardon, in this life, in this dunya, and in the next life. فإنك إذا أعطيته. Indeed, if you are given and blessed with this afia in this life and in the next life, then you have been given every good. Naam. So it's, upon, it's, it's uh, recommended for us to make a dua. Make a dua of afia. As many of you, you know that dua. Allahumma innaka afuwun. Afuwun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Naam. Naam. So this hadith, ayyul ikhwa, we see that the one being addressed, that we see that the messenger of Allah sallam, as the scholars they mention, that the, mess- that the messenger of Allah sallam, he took into account the situation of the one who was asking for advice. Because the scholars they mention that this man, the reason why, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, La taghdab. And that was his only advice that he had for him. Is that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw from him that which required that piece of advice to be given to him. Meaning that he was a man who used to get angry. Because it could be said, it could be, it could be, it could be asked, Why did not the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu advise him with taqwa? Because taqwa is the best of things. To advise someone with. As Allah mentions in the Quran, that we 
from this word here awsini that we advised or we ordered and commanded those who were given the book before you and you meaning as Muslims, Muslims this ummah what huh that you have taqwa of Allah and fear Allah Naam. So why did why did the Messenger of Allah not give this wasiyah here and this this advice? Because it goes back to the condition of the one you are advising. You see something, which is uh, apparent from this from this person that requires your advice to be tailored around, what he's in need of, then you can advise him based on that. So if you see from a person that he comes to you, he uh, he asks for advice. You see that he's a person that gets angry. Then you should say to him, La taqdab. If you see that he's a person who, who who has bad companions, then you should advise him concerning his companions and his friendship and his and his friends. Friendship he keeps. If you see a person he, he comes and you know about him that he falls short concerning his family, his 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 wife and his children. Then you should advise him concerning that. Now, and so in this hadith of Yulikhwa, we see that there's a pro- prohibition from becoming angry. Now, but here now there rises the question that arises the question is the prohibition against anger itself becoming angry? Or is it from the effects of anger? Yani is it a prohibition to say, don't get angry at all? Yani in the first place, don't, don't become angry. Or is it a prohibition? Yani not, not that you become angry, but to carry out that which the ang- anger leads to. The second one depends on the first. In what way? The second one, the impact, the effect of uh-huh. it, depends on the anger. If there's no anger, there would be no impact. No yeah, no doubt. If there's no anger, if, there's, if it doesn't become angry, then you know the, those, the effects of anger won't be there. Anger is something that we hmm? yeah. What I mean is this anger here. Yeah, and is it the case that we've been prohibited from even feeling ang- uh, anger? Hmm? The effects. Why? Because it's from human nature to get angry. It's from human nature to get angry. It's not something you can prevent. And in fact, there is that anger which is Mahmoud. Hmm? That is that anger that is Mahmoud, praiseworthy. Uh, but there is that anger that is Madhmoom, blameworthy. But we, we find that the Messenger of Allah himself, he would get angry at certain times. And so if the best of men and the best of creation yeah, and he got angry, then anybody else or any, any, anyone lower, lesser than the Messenger of Allah so would, would become angry. However, the anger that is madhmoom, that ghadab that is madhmoom, blameworthy, that, that is no doubt yeah, and he, uh, something which is blameworthy and we're forbid, forbidden from. Yeah, and he forbidden from carrying out the effects of that blameworthy uh, anger or those blameworthy effects that come about from that anger 
But as for the anger that is Mahmud, then that is Mahmud. It's praiseworthy and it's recommended for a person and, and, and maybe even obligatory upon a person to become angry for the sake of Allah. Now, we're going to see examples of that. So the prohibition in this hadith is to avoid the causes of anger. And likewise, one, the effects of anger, as we said, but also the causes. Also the causes. And if you know there's something that causes you to get angry, you know that it all gets you, gets you angry, then avoid that situation. Avoid getting yourself into that situation. Hmm? Whatever that may be. If you know that whenever you go to such and such place, you're going to find such and such person there. And he gets you angry. Don't go. Avoid it. Avoid the causes also. At home, something uh, with your children. Your child uses something of yours. And he doesn't use it in a way that makes you uh, happy. Rather gets you angry. So try to avoid yani, whatever it takes to avoid these situations. Buy him something similar to that so he don't use yours. I don't know, maybe he uses something he just doesn't put it back the way it should be put back. Hmm? Yani those things that uh, yani prevent the causes also. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions concerning those who suppress that anger in the Qur'an. Well, he mentioned, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ Race to maghfirah, forgiveness from your Lord. وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضِ And race to Jannah. The width of which is the width of the heavens and the earth. عُدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ that has been prepared for the muttaqeen, those who fear Allah. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ Those who spend في السراء in times of ease, وَالضَّرَّاءِ in times of difficulty. وَالْكَاذِمِينَ الْغَيْذِ وَالْكَاذِمِينَ الْغَيْذِ كَاذِمِينَ means those who suppress. غَيْذِ another word for anger. غَيْذِ another word for anger. Those who suppress their anger. Now. والعافين عن الناس and those who pardon the people والله يحب المحسنين Allah loves the محسنين Allah loves the محسنين those who are good towards others نعم and as has come in the hadith of the messenger of Allah وسلم من كذم غيظا وهو قادر على أن ينفذه دعاه الله على رؤوس الخلائق يوم القيامة that whoever suppresses his anger, or that anger that he, he feels, and he is able to carry it, it, it out. Yani that, that which that anger yani would lead to, whether, whether that is, is him becoming physical in some way, towards the one who made him angry, he's able to carry out the effects of that anger, However, the Messenger of is saying here, whoever suppresses that, whilst he is able to carry out the effects of anger, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call him, ala ra'us al-khalaiq, 
يوم القيامة Allah will call him Allah will call him amongst the creation when they're all present he will call this person يوم القيامة and and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will يخيره he will allow him to choose في أي الحور شاء whichever 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 wife he wants from the from the hurul ain the wife the, the women of of paradise and the wives of paradise now likewise the messenger of allah he said laysa shadid huh laysa shadid bisar'a that the one who is strong shadid and strong is not through Fighting and wrestling. No. He said, Ashadid, Alladi Yamlik Nafsahu Indal Ghadab. But rather the Shadid, the one who is strong, is the one who Yamlik Nafsah. He is able to control himself when he becomes angry. Now not that when you're with the with the lads, someone there got you angry. Zip comes down, and then the jumper comes off, the cardigan comes off, and then flex the muscles. No, and then to get physical because now once you, when you once you follow those effects of of of, of anger, it leads to the next because now you've done all that. Zip came down, the fleece came off. Flex those muscles and everybody, everybody's watching. Hmm? You gotta, gotta live up to what you're, you're saying here. Hmm? And it leads because now it's, there's the pressure of those who are watching, the lads. You gotta impress the lads. And those who are, who are there. Now, so here, this one is not the, he's not the one who is shadeed and strong. But rather it is from Rajula also to, to, Turn away. As we mentioned last week. What do we say? What do we say concerning that first part of the hadith? Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir falyakul khayran aw liyasmut. And we said that silence and remaining quiet in its time min huh? sifatir sifatir rijal. It is from the characteristics of men. And if he walked it in its time, to remain quiet in its time, means Sifatul Rijal. Naam. It's from the characteristics of men. Naam. And so we have that ghadab that is madhmoom, that is blameworthy, and that ghadab and that anger that is mahmud. That anger that is for the sake of Allah, that is praiseworthy. The Prophet ﷺ, he would get angry for the sake of Allah. When that hadith wherein the messenger wherein Aisha radiallahu anha when she narrated that the messenger of Allah sallam ma khayyara an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wasallam bayn amrain the prophet sallallahu was not yani in a situation where he had to choose between two affairs illa ikhtara aysarahuma except that he would choose the easiest of the two ma lam yakun ithma 
so long as it didn't involve sin. But if it involves sin, kana abad. He was the. If it involves sin, he was the furthest away from from doing that thing. Now, and then she mentioned, "Wallahi man taqma li nafsi fi shayin yuta ilay." By Allah, he would, he would never take revenge. He would never take revenge for anything that was done against him. Except for when the huramat of Allah, when the huramat of Allah, yani those boundaries that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has set, those things that he has made haram, hmm? When they would be violated, and there would be those who would go against the the, 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 the of Allah, then he would become angry. He would become angry, and he would take revenge for the sake of Allah. Now, and when Usama ibn Zaid, when he when he came to the messenger of Allah, messenger of Allah, and he was sent, he was sent by. Those who were from the tribe of that uh, Imra'ah, that Imra'ah, Al-Mahzumiyyah. That woman who, she stole. She stole and the punishment of the one who steals was to be applied to her. However, her tribe, she came from a noble tribe. When they got together and they said, how, how can we get this punishment dropped from her? And so they all came together and they said, let us send Usama ibn Zayd. Because Usama ibn Zayd, he is Hibba Rasulullah sallam, Meaning the dear one. One who was dear to the messenger of Rasulullah He was nicknamed Hibba Rasulullah. Ibn Hibba Rasulullah. And he was the beloved and the dear one to the messenger of Rasulullah Son of the dear one. Because he was Usama Ibn Zayd ibn Thabit. Usama ibn Zayd ibn Thabit. Zayd ibn Thabit was also Hibba Rasulullah. And so they said, let us send Usama ibn Zayd. And he was dear to, us, uh, to the Messenger of Allah. And so when he came, wanting that this punishment be dropped, he said, Atashfa fi haddin min hududillah. Are you interceding? Are you interceding? For a punishment from the punishments of Allah. And then he said, after he mentioned this to Usama ibn Zayd, he said, yani he got up on the, on the member, he stood up, and he addressed the people. And he said, Ayyuhan nas, innama ahlaka alladheena min qablikum, annahum kanu idha saraqa fihim al-sharif, taraku. He said, O people, that which destroy the people before you, is when a sharif, a noble one, from amongst them would steal taraku. They would leave him. They wouldn't apply the punishment upon him. وَإِذَا سَرَقَ فِيهِمْ أَقَامُ عَلَيْهِ الْحَدْ However, if the da'if, the one who was weak, not sharif, he wasn't noble, he was a weak one, from the poor people, or weak, in whatever way. If he would commit the same crime and steal, أَقَامُ عَلَيْهِ الْحَدْ they would apply the punishment to him. And then the Messenger of Allah he said, what, He said, 
He said, by Allah, or by the one in whose hand is my soul, لَوْ سَرَقَتْ فَاطِمَةْ بِنْتِ Muhammad, لَقَتَعْتُ يَدَهَا He said, if Fatima, the daughter of, of, of Muhammad, meaning himself, لَقَتَعْتُ يَدَهَا I would chop off her hand. I would chop off her hand. And so the Messenger of Allah, he would become angry for the sake of Allah. Likewise, we know, when the Messenger of Allah, when he would, when he would, يَخْطُبُ uh, When he would give the khutbah on Jum'ah and when he would address the people in general, Sahaba عَلَى سَوْتُ He would raise his voice وَحْمَرَّتْ عَيْنَا And his eyes would become red وَاشْتَدَّ غَضَبُهُ And he, his anger would become severe and he would say, فَإِنَّ خَيْرُ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرُ الْهُدَى هُدَى مُحَمَّدْ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَشَرَّ الْأَمُورِ مُحْدَذَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَذَةٍ بِدْعَى وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ دَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ And his eyes are going red. And he's raising his voice. And he's becoming angry. And he would get angry. So he would get angry concerning muhtadat. Concerning bid'ah. Because that is, that is intihak hurmatillah. That is going beyond bounds. Not allowed for us to invent into the religion. Not, not allowed for us to, to introduce things into the religion. Bid'ah, muhtadat. Sharrul umur. After mentioning, huh, look at this, what, what, that which we hear every Jum'ah. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu فَإِنَّ خَيْرُ الْكَلَامِ خَيْرُ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ The best of speech is the book of Allah. The kalam of Allah. Because the Quran is the kalam of Allah. Speech. The speech of Allah. Wa khayr al-huda. Huda Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Immediately after mentioning the best of speech and the best of guidance, he mentions the, the worst of affairs, which is bid'ah and muhtadah. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would become angry. Naam. In, 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 in these affairs. Naam. And so, that anger, that is not madmoon, but rather it is mahmood and praiseworthy, then that is something which a person, yani it is something that he should do. He should become angry for the sake of Allah. He should become angry for the sake of Allah. Because the Messenger of Allah, Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, مَنْ رَأَ مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرًا You're going to see evils. When you see evils take place, then you should hate that for the sake of Allah. And you get angry for the sake of Allah. Now, as for the cures for ghadab and the ways and methods in dealing with the with that ghadab that comes about and which prevent a person from carrying out the effects, the ill effects and the the, the evil effects of uh, that ghadab, then there are ways and methods in dealing with that anger. Now, anger management. Anger management. They even have dawrat and uh, يعني they have uh, like courses for anger management. But alhamdulillah, we have within the sunnah that which is sufficient, simple, easy, and suffices us. But they have dawrat, courses for anger management. Uh, maybe you have to sign up, maybe you have to pay. 
Huh? As well, they love to give out those tablets, give you tablets for anger. Alhamdulillah, we have within the sunnah, that which is sufficient, that which is simple. Anyone know the ways in dealing with, with anger, that which is coming in the sunnah? Seek refuge. Seek refuge. Oh, shaykh. Hmm? Seek refuge from the shaytan. When, when, that, when the, uh, that man who became angry, severely angry in the, in, in the presence of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu he said, indeed, I know a kalima that if he was to say it, la ذَهَبَ عَنْهُمَا وَجَدْ It would leave him that which he finds in it from anger. Hmm? That he used to say, or if he was to say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Simple, we know, we all know that. Seek refuge from the shaytan. Now, likewise, Somebody is angry. It's good to remind the person who is angry just to tell this, to say this word. No, no, repeat. Definitely. No, remind if you see someone who's just like here. Yeah. The hadith, this hadith of the Messenger of Allah. No. So if you're angry, you're still Muslim. No, although, although also, no, you can suffice with the isti'adha. You can say, "I'll do with the Shaytan al-Rajim." No, but it depends on a person's, uh, يعني. His level of anger and how he best deals with that anger. And if he finds that uh, seeking that refuge is sufficient for him, and just remembering that this is from shaitan, this is from shaitan, and by him saying, A'udhu billah min shaitan rajim, and that, that suffices, then alhamdulillah. However, he can make wudu. He can make wudu. This is come also in the sunnah. Make wudu. And likewise, if he's standing, sit down. And if he sat down, he should lie down. Naam. Now this has come. All of this, all of all, all of this has come in the sunnah. Is it also you should make two rakats? Uh, I don't know about two rakats specifically, but yani the uh, of Allah anyway, and salat if you salat uh, yani uh, uh, general prayer, the of Allah. Alhamdulillah. Now, but as for saying that there's a, there's a limit, prayer yeah. for anger, then I don't know no. of anyone who says that there's a prayer specifically for for, for when you're angry. Now. Likewise, that which has come is leaving that place. That place where you are, whatever has caused you to become angry in that place, then you should leave that place. Now, we come to the next hadith, which is the hadith, the 17th hadith. The hadith narrated by Abu Ya'ala Aus. Shaddad ibn Aus Abu Ya'la Shaddad ibn Aus Radiyallahu anhuma An Rasulullah sallam Qal That he said Messenger of Allah sallam That he said Inna Allah kataba Al-ihsana ala kulli shay That Allah has Written Al-ihsan and we're going to explain Al-Ihsan. But we also know Ihsan from the hadith of Jibreel. Allah has written Ihsan upon everything. And so if you kill, if you're in a situation where you have to kill, 
فأحسن القتلة then يعني perfect or be good when killing when performing their action وإذا ذبحتم فأحسن الذبح and if you were to slaughter an animal then أحسن الذبح يعني perfect them and be good in doing that that action of slaughtering نعم and then the messenger of Allah he said وَلْيُحِدَّ أَحَدُكُمْ شَفْرَتَ and let one of you sharpen his knife وَلْيُحِدَّ أَحَدُكُمْ شَفْرَتَ وَلْيُرِحْ ذَبِيحَتَ and let him put that animal that animal that he's, he's slaughtering to rest to ease يعني at ease now رواح مسلم that hadith was recorded by Imam Muslim. Now, so here we have the 17th hadith, that hadith narrated by Shaddad. Shaddad with that dal mushaddada. Shaddad, not Shaddad. Shaddad. Abu Ya'la his kunya. Abu Ya'la, Shaddad ibn Aus, ibn Thabit al-Ansari, from the Ansar. From the Ansar. From those who were present in Medina. Radiallahu anhuma. Here, you find those brothers who have the text. You find what do you what do you have written down? Radiallahu anhu, or radiallahu anhuma? Huh? Anhu? Naam. That was some of the scholars they uh, they mentioned about. Imam al-Nawi here is that it would have been befitting that he said radiyallahu anhuma radiyallahu anhuma because Abu Ya'la Aus Ash-Shaddad Ibn Aus Ibn Thabit Aus, his father was also a companion Aus, his father was also a companion Sahabi and so here it is better that we say radiyallahu anhuma Hmm? Shaddad ibn Aus ibn Thabit radiallahu anhuma so, and we, we took this before we mentioned that if there is a companion whose father was also a companion then we say radiallahu anhuma such as Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma and hmm? Abdullah ibn Abbas na'am. and we mentioned today hmm? now before Hibba Rasulullah Usama ibn Zayd Radiallahu anhuma Usama ibn Zayd Radiallahu anhuma Naam He was from the Ulema of the Sahaba Ayyul Ikhwa Abu Ya'la Aus Abu Ya'la Abu Ya'la Shaddad ibn Aus He was from The Ulema And the Fuqaha Of the Sahaba Ubaid ibn Samit The companion He said about him He said Kana Shaddad Mimman utiya al-ilm والحلم شداد was from those who were given علم knowledge and حلم يعني forbearance forbearance and Abu Darda he said about him he said إن لكل أمة فقيحا for every أمة there is a فقيح and one who has understanding of the religion وإن فقيح هذه الأمة شداد بن أوس the faqih of this ummah is Shaddad ibn Aus. 
وإن من الناس من يؤتى من, من يؤتى العلم ولا يؤتى ولا يؤتى حلما Indeed from the people there are those who are given knowledge but they are not given hilman they're not given forbearance yani patience and forbearance because how many they have knowledge but they don't have forbearance and wisdom and patience don't have patience to de- to deal with the people have knowledge has, has knowledge with him but his dealings with the people make that knowledge makes that knowledge yani ugly how many have knowledge but they can't deal with the people don't have patience with the people and so here Abu Darda is saying that they are from the people those who are given knowledge but not given hilm na'am wa inna abdar wa inna na'am wa inna shaddad ibn aws qad utiya ilman wa hilman ras shaddad he was given both ilm and hilm na'am and sa'id ibn ibn abdul aziz he said about him also he said fadl shaddad ibn aws al-ansari bi khaslatayn Shaddad ibn Aws was favored with two characteristics. Bibayan ida nataq, yani with clear speech when he spoke. Wabikadm ida ghadab, and with being able to suppress his anger when he became angry. That hadith we mentioned before, and it has a connection to that hadith, يعني, that which uh, this characteristic of Shaddad. Now, Inna Allah katabal ihsan ala kulli shay. He mentioned that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said, Allah has katab, has written ihsan ala kulli shay. Allah has written ihsan upon everything. Katab. What's the meaning of katab here? Hmm? Katab? For those who know Arabic, what does katab mean? And in its, in its in the language. Write. To write. Katab. What does look like? Katab. Here? Naam. Shara'a. Awjaba. Awfarada. Naam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here, the meaning is Shara'a, he legislated, or Farada, Awjaba, he obligated. This is the meaning of Kataba here. But Kataba and the Kitaba, there, there are two meanings. There's a Kitabatullah, Al Kawniya, Al Qadariya. Yani that Kitaba, which is the Kitaba and the writing, that, yani which is connected to the pre decree. And there, the, then there is that Kitaba that is Shara'iya, Diniya. Shara'iya, Diniya. Now, and so the Kitaba, the Qadariya, yani that which Allah has written to take place within the creation. Qadariya, Kawniya. From that is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قُلْ لَنْ يُصِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا وَهُوَ مَوْلَانَا Say, قُلْ لَنْ يُصِيبَنَا They will not afflict us. إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا Except for that which كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا Except for that which Allah has decreed, written and decreed يعني for us وَهُوَ مَوْلَانَا نعم And likewise that hadith that we took previously in this book 
that hadith wherein there's a mention of the creation of man in stages. ثُمَّ يُرْسِلَ إِلَيْهِ الْمَلَكِ Then, an uh, angel is sent to the womb. وَيُؤْمَرْ huh? بِ Then he is commanded with أَرْبَعَ كَلِمَات He is commanded to write four things. بِكَتْبِ رِزْقِ To write كَتْب Write to write down his provisions. His lifespan. His actions. Whether he is يعني, uh, a happy or a wretched individual. So here, this, this, this uh, kitab here, this kitab here is kitab what? That which will, is going to come to him from the qadr. His provisions, his lifespan, and so on. Now, from the kitab that is shari'iyya, diniyya, ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, kutiba alaykumul qisas, that we mentioned last week. Huh? Now, all you who believe, kutiba alaykumul qisas, kutiba, yani, awjaba, farada. Hmm? And also, hmm? yani shara'a, shara'a, yani commanded or legislated. Or you who believe that law of equality, hmm, that law of, of equality of revenge, hmm, is is yani it has been ordered or has been obligated upon you. Now, ya ayyuhaladina amanu kutiba alaykum al-siyam. Or you who believe kutiba alaykum al-siyam, siyam has been made obligatory upon you. Hmm, has been made obligatory upon you. Now, and likewise. إِنَّ الصَّلَاءَ كَانَتْ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ كِتَابًا مَوْقُوتًا كِتَابًا That the salah upon the believers, kitaban. What? Huh? يعني obligated. The salah is an obligation upon you. Kitaban مَوْقُوتًا at, pres- at prescribed times. And the salah is an obligation upon you at prescribed times. Now, and... The hadith of today, in, يعني in discussion now. إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ الْإِحْسَانِ يعني أَوْجَبَ أَوْجَبَ الْإِحْسَانِ شَرَعَ الْإِحْسَانِ نعم على كل شيء الإحسان means to perfect one's actions. This is إحسان. And to perform that action in the most complete manner. To be good. Towards those who you put, you, you, you are performing those actions, يعني, uh, towards. And they already passed that hadith of Jibreel, where he said, "Akhbirni an al-ihsan." Tell me about ihsan. What is ihsan? The Messenger of Allah sallam, What did he say? Al-ihsan an ta'bud Allah ka'annaka tara wa in lam takun tara fa innahu. Iraq. Ihsan is to worship Allah as though you see Him. Hmm? But although you don't, you, you can't see Him. Hmm? You can't see Him. You'll never see Him. فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكُ Know that He sees you. So worship Allah. Yani the Ihsan is to worship Allah as though, yani as though you can see Him. But although you can't see Him, 
he sees you. So a person is wary of that. Allah sees me. And yani he's mindful of that. So his prayer, yani his ibadah now, that ta'bud Allah, yani that ibadah, is done in a manner of where he perfects it. He perfects that worship. And that ihsan towards Allah is first and foremost to worship him alone, without ascribing any partners to him. And then to carry out his commands. And then to carry out those actions of, of worship and those obligations with the conditions, with the pillars, with the shur, with the wajibat and so on. And so the prayer, to pray with, with, with all the conditions present and to perform those pillars and those, and those wajibat within that salah, for example. And then even with the mustahabbat, the more a person increases in that, and so now he, he lengthens the prayer and so on. And he has that khushu' hmm? And he comes with all of those mustahabbat Within the prayer Those things that are recommended He goes beyond That, that, that is ihsan He's perfecting that ibadah He's perfecting that ibadah And he's, yani he's making that ibadah good from, from ihsan, from hasan To make it something good Now, And so ihsan Comes Between yani, Ihsan is between a person Can be between a person and His lord Between him and Allah. And it can also be between him and the people. And the people. Now, so Ihsan is not just in ibadah, in worship, but ala kulli shay. Allah has obligated Ihsan ala kulli shay. But here, ala kulli shay, this carries two meanings, or it can carry two meanings. That Allah has Written Ihsan ala kulli shay. And does that mean that Allah has yani, written upon everything in the creation Ihsan? Meaning that, as Shaykh al Shaykh mentioned here, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it so that Tamshil Ashya, that everything, everything within the creation, Tamshi, Al-Ihsan That it takes place In the perfect manner and So everything yani the, 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 Within the creation yani The, the uh, universe The heavens and the, heavens and the earth The sun and the moon The day and the night All of that is, yani There's Ihsan in that it, it, all, it all takes place with Ihsan Perfection Ma tara fi rahmani Min tafawut You don't see in the khalq of Rahman Tafawat, yani false. It's perfect. So does it mean here that Allah has yani katabal ihsan ala kulli shay that everything in the creation it's perfect. Ma tarafi khalqir rahmani min tafawat. Does it mean that? Or does it mean that Allah has katabal ihsan ala kulli shay yani fi kulli shay or towards everything that he has he has obligated Ihsan in our actions towards everything. Hmm? The answer is the second, as we mentioned. That, that this is from the Kitaba Shari'iyah. Yani that we are to have Ihsan towards, it's obligatory upon us, to have Ihsan towards everything. As for that ihsan within the creation, that which takes place, then, يعني ما ترى في خلق الرحمن من تفاوت. 
نعم there is ihsan in everything and يعني, even in those things that may seem that, 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 that there is fault يعني, disabilities that we see amongst people hmm? that, that is still perfection and that is from غايتل حكمة the utmost wisdom from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that is signs for us hmm? but here the meaning in this hadith is يعني, um, the meaning of ala here إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ الْإِحْسَانَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ يعني في كل شيء Meaning that he has obligated upon us إِحْسَانَ towards everything Now And so When the messenger of Allah وسلم, was asked أَيُّ الْأَعْمَالَ أَحَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ Which of the actions are, more, are the most beloved to Allah he said, As-salah ala waqtiha. Ala can come with the meaning of fi. In. Ala usually uh, upon. Yani we, we understand it as upon. Allah has uh, written uh, perfection upon everything. Hmm? Yani it's easy for us to take, to take that to mean. Yani that kitaba kawniya, qadariya. Hmm? That Allah has written upon everything perfection. So everything that you see in the creation is perfect. Hmm? But here the meaning of Allah is fi. Allah has written or commanded and obligated upon us. Ihsan. Yani in everything. Towards everything. Hmm? So just like. As-salah. Ala waqtiha. Do we translate that to mean? As-salah upon its time. No, it means fi waqtiha. Salah in its time. Salah in its time. Sometimes in the Arabic language, ala can come with the meaning of fi, and fi can come with the meaning of ala. Huh? So here, this hadith. Salah ala waqtiha. Likewise, when Fir'aun, when he said, uh, uh, he said, um, لَأُقَطِّعَنَّ أَيْدِيَكُمْ وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ مِنْ خِلَافِ Fir'aun, when he said to the magicians, when they believed in Musa, that I will chop off your hands and your feet from opposite sides. وَلَأُسَلِّبَنَّكُمْ فِي فِي جُدُوعِ النَّخْلِ And I shall uh, crucify you upon the trunks. فِي جُدُوعِ يعني in the, 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 the trunks of date palms. And is it possible to slaughter in the trunk? Ala judu al-nakhl? No, here it means. Huh? What's mentioned in the ayah is fi judu al-nakhl. But the meaning is ala upon upon the trunks of yani, uh, date palm trees. And this is from the from the Arabic language. Now, but yani, what we take from the hadith is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, made obligatory upon us ihsan towards everything. Now that's the meaning. Now and so everyone, ayyul ikhwa, ala kulli shay, everything, everyone has a right, and there is ihsan towards everyone and everything. Everyone in some way has that right to ihsan in some way. There is ihsan towards everything in some way. The hadith 
where the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he said unsur akhaq zaliman kan aw madluma help your brother zaliman kan yani whether he's an oppressor uh, naam whether he's an oppressor aw madluman or whether he is oppressed and they said we can help the one who who is oppressed but how are we supposed to help the one who oppresses and he said ta'khud that you take him by his hands meaning you prevent him and so that is ihsan to the zalim ihsan even the zalim the oppressor the oppressor yani there is there is ihsan towards him Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions in the Quran he says wa'budullaha wa la tushriku bihi shay'a wa bil walidayni ihsana worship Allah and do not ascribe any partners to him wa bil walidayni Ihsana and yani, have Ihsan, be good and be perfect in your dealings towards them, hmm? your, your parents. And your relatives, and the orphans and the poor, in the, in the neighbor who lives close. And the neighbor that's far. We mentioned this last week. Hmm? Likewise, even the friend. All of these. There is ihsan towards them. Your parents. Hmm? Your neighbors. The orphan. Those who are poor. Your neighbors. One who lives close. One who lives far. And we mentioned last week. Also even the kafir. The non-Muslim neighbor has rights. Even your friend, that sahib, that companion is always by the jump, always by the side. Even your friend, towards your friend, Ihsan. And also the wayfarer. And that which your right hands possess, even, even towards the slaves and so on. Now, and so everyone has a right. Everyone has a right and everyone... There is ihsan towards everyone in some way. Even the zalim. Even the zalim. Even the oppressor. And hatta, even the kuffar. During battle. Even during battle. The messenger of Allah when he would send an army. Whenever he would send an army, he would say, Ughzu bismillah. He would say, go out and fight. Ughzu. Go to this ghazwa. And, 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 and fight. Bismillah. In the name of Allah. في سبيل الله in the way of Allah قاتلوا من كفر بالله and fight those who disbelieve in Allah أغزوا ولا تغلوا fight ولا تغلوا غل is from غلول تغلوا يعني it means don't don't steal from the war booty from the spoils of war not allowed حرام major sin to steal from the war booty not allowed not allowed to steal from the from the spoils of war. Wala taghdiru. And do not be treacherous. If you have agreements between you and the army and the and the uh, enemy, la taghdiru. Don't be treacherous. Wala tumathilu. Wala tumathilu. And do not amputate. Don't do not amputate the enemy. And if you kill him, and and, and that's why, in the that which the Messenger of Allah explains from Ihsan, it gives examples. Abdullah, I was going to ask, 
Because here now, look, we have in the hadith of today, فَإِذَا قَتَلْتُمْ فَأَحْسِنُ الْقِتْلَةِ So if you kill, if you're in this situation now where you have to kill, on the battlefield, فَأَحْسِنُ الْقِتْلَةِ Yani be good in that killing. لَا تُمَثِّلُوا Do not amputate to chop off the limbs, to chop off the limbs of the enemy. That is... That is ta'zeeb and that is tamthil, that is to amputate and to torture. And that is not ihsan. That is not ihsan. Because even the, the kafir al-harbi, the one who is fighting against you, the non-Muslim, in that situation of, of, of war, after it's been declared a legitimate war, and you're on the battlefield, hmm, there is still ihsan towards him, even though he's fighting you. And even though kafir billah, there is still ihsan towards him, not allowed to amputate. You see, even those who who uh, claim to yani, uh, stand for human rights and so on, they fight for yani, uh, for these just causes and so on, and they say we uphold human rights. But look, even when they go into battle, many of the, their soldiers are guilty of yani, these horrendous crimes, torturing and, uh, and, and, and amputating and so on. It's not allowed in Islam. Not allowed. Haram. This is what the Messenger of Allah would command. The leaders, those who he would send out from the Muslims, those who were leading the armies. Do not kill the young boy, don't kill children, do not kill children, no women. No, an old man. No, those people who confine themselves to their places of worship. Don't get involved in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the battle and so on. Now, so in this hadith, you look we see that the Messenger of Allah after mentioning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has katabal ihsan ala kulli shay, that he followed that with examples, just like Innamal A'malu bin Niyat. Innamal A'malu bin Niyat, the Prophet mentioned a qaida for us, a principle and a rule. And that, that is that actions are judged by their intentions. And so he gave us a principle, and he taught us the principle. That actions are judged based on their intentions and every person will have that which he intended. So he taught us something, a principle in the religion. But then he gave us examples. So then he gave us examples. And this is from Husn Ta'aleem. And that good teaching to give examples. When you teach something, a principle, a rule, then to give an example. So similar in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded and legislated ihsan upon everything. But then he gave an example. That example is, or he gave two examples. Example is, فَإِذَا قَتَلْتُمْ فَأَحْسُنُ الْقِتْلَةِ If you to kill, then perfect that killing and be good. Not that ihsan is just in killing. Everything. However, this is just an example. Now, and so here we find an example that we are to be good when we have to kill. When, we, when we're in that situation where you have to kill. And this is not just specific to the battlefield. This, is also, this also applies to other than the battlefield. Hmm? Or 
يعني when there's a had a punishment in the Sharia that uh, is to be implemented again by the Muslim ruler in the Muslim countries that يعني there is to be ihsan in this and that it is to be done in يعني the least painful way it is not to be done in a, يعني in a, in a manner which involves torture يعني in the, in, the, in the best way possible and the quickest way possible However, we mentioned, not last week, but the week before. Who remembers the, 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 the hadith? Not from last week, but the week before. Who remembers the hadith? لا يحل دم امرئ مسلم إلا بإحدى ثلاث The blood of a Muslim is not halal, not allowed to be spilled. إلا بإحدى ثلاث Except for one of three situations. What was the first? Al-Thayyib al-Zani Al-Thayyib al-Zani Wal-Nafs bin-Nafs Wal-Tariku al-Dini Mufariku al-Jama'ah Naam From them Al-Thayyib al-Zani Al-Thayyib we said What does that mean? Al-Mahsan The married The married person Al-Zani The adulterer Or the adulteress What was their punishment? What did we say? Stoned. Tayyip. No doubt. In the stoning, that's, that's harsh. So how is that Ihsan? How is that Ihsan? Hmm? I think you mentioned the medium rock. Huh? Now we said because if you, if, if you used يعني, too large a rock, then what would happen? It would die fast. Die fast. If you use too small, it's torture. Yeah, he's not going to die. It's going to torture him. So you use a medium-sized. But however, even with that medium-sized, yeah, that's shudda. Until he dies, you know, it's stone until he dies. It could take a while. Naam, it's a kafar, no doubt. It's a kafar. Naam. So in it is ihsan, firstly, for him, for the one who is guilty of the crime. It's ihsan towards him because it's a kafara for him. It's a kafara expiation and wipes away that sin for him. Hmm? But some they said that this is mustathna. This is exempt. Exempt from يعني, um, uh, when, we, when a person is to be killed in that way which is يعني, uh, the least painful and so on. Now this is, an, this is an exception. However, it has also been said that it, this punishment itself is ihsan because whatever is muwafiqat al shar'ah whatever is in agreement with the sharia and that which Allah has legislated then that is ihsan <coughs> that is ihsan and we said that the wisdom of him being punished in such a way or her being punished in such a way was what? Hmm? because every part at the point at the time of committing that adultery the body feels that pleasure every part of the body feels that pleasure and so, from the wisdom of punish, uh, punishing this person in this way, or his, his uh, punishment being pres- uh, prescribed in this way, is that his whole body now feels the pain. For that jarima, kabira, uh, that, that serious crime that he committed, of adultery. Now, so in that is ihsan, and hikmah and wisdom, and from that which it, hal- uh, it has within it, from uh, يعني, uh, repelling, 
those or preventing others from following him in that way. Because when the people see that that's the crime, that's the punishment for that crime, it makes people stay away. But when the punishment is, is light, then you find that the people, yani, they, 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 they partake in these crimes. And so this is from the, from the wisdom, and this is Ihsan. And this is what has come in the Sharia, so this is the punishment for such an individual. As for Qisas, likewise, Qisas. We said Qisas is what? Equality. The law of equality. Yani, that law of retaliation. In this situation, the one who, the perpetrator, and the one who killed, he is to be killed the way in how he killed. Hmm? Yani the one who, for example, kills by way of amputation, then that is to be done to him. This is from the laws of Qisas. This again, this is for the ruler, for the Muslim ruler and in the Muslim country for the judge hmm? to, to apply this ruling. But as we have in that hadith, when the Jewish man, when he crushed the head of that slave girl, hmm? when he crushed the head of the slave girl and her, and her head was bruised and crushed and, he, and she was asked, who did this to you? And they named people. They named. They kept naming until the Jewish man was named. And she said, and she said it was him. And so the messenger of Allah ordered that he is to be killed in that way. The Jewish man. Hmm? But then here's the question. Yani, so if he was killed, because that's Qisas, because that's how she died, but then they asked her, who, who did this to you? And she said the Jewish man. So she didn't die. Right? That's what's understood. That she didn't die. But then why was the Jewish man killed? If she didn't die. Because Qisas means that law of equality and retaliation. It doesn't have to necessarily be with death. It can be even with... If, so, if you punched out the tooth of someone, he has the right to punch out your tooth. Again, uh, through the medium of the judge. You can't just possible take him out. She made the statement before her death. Ahsant. Now. That's the explanation. She, yeah, and she was close to her death, and then she she said that it was him. And then after she died, the Prophet ﷺ commanded because now she died, commanded that he should now be killed in this way. Now, likewise, the qissa, a well-known story of the uh, the Arneen, those who were from Raina. Anyone know the story? Hmm? What happened in that story? They were hungry, they came and they, they were having the ulcer or something. Now, now. And they came to the Messenger of Allah, those who came. And yani, they, 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 they were afflicted with the illness. And the Prophet, he, he sent them to drink Camel. camel's milk and urine. And the urine from, 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 the, from the camel. Hmm? And when they went and they came to the to the uh, yani, to the herdsmen, hmm? they killed them and they uh, yani, they they apostatized. They left Islam and they killed yani, the, the 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 rai, the shepherd and the the herdsmen. Hmm? And so the Prophet ﷺ commanded. And what did they do? How did they kill the rai? Anyone know? 
they they chopped off his limbs from opposite sides from yani they chopped off his limbs and they took his gods out his eyes and so the prophet commanded that the same be done to them now so that yani here now this is ihsan because this is that which has come in the sharia now now and so here now ayyul ikhwa we have concerning this qitla that within that this qitla is to be done with ihsan yani yani in other than these situations here and whenever there's a situation where the punishment is left to the to the uh yani to the judge or to the ruler then that is to be done in the best of ways ihsan except for when we mention this qisas now if someone he killed another person with fire do we do that now do we burn him alive hmm no because there's an exception here even in qisas hmm la yu'adhib bin nar illa rabbun nar hmm so here if he was to if he was to burn someone alive kill him with fire here yani he is not to be killed in the same manner because in this hadith the messenger of allah he said la yu'adhib bin nar a person is not to be punished with the fire except for rabbun nar except for allah he is the one who punishes with the fire now so other than this the uh, the person is to be killed in in a way that there is no torture yani and uh, no amputation and so on now and then the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned he said wa idha dhabahtum fahsanu dhibha and so he gave another example another example of ihsan and as we mentioned that this is similar to the hadith in al-a'mal bin niyat that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he gave examples ahsanu dhibha fahsanu dhibha and so if you're going to slaughter an animal then slaughter that animal with ihsan and that is by sharpening by sharpening the knife and that is why he said the messenger of allah and he explained what brings about that ihsan towards that animal fal yuhidda ahadukum shafrata let one of you if he's going to kill an animal and slaughter an animal then let him sharpen his sword wal yurih the bihata let him put that animal to rest and some of the scholars they mention that that is that, that is wajib that is wajib to do that is wajib to 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 sharpen uh, the sword and to have ihsan towards uh, the the animal to sh- to sharpen the knife when slaughtering the animal but also as the scholars they mention to sharpen the sword in the battlefield when fighting against the the, the enemy uh, but that which is mustahab and recommended the scholars they mention the books of fiqh when slaughtering the animal also is to um yani not show the animal the sword or the knife the sharpening of the of the knife before the animal not to not to show the the, the knife to, to the animal and likewise that the animal is not to be slaughtered in the presence of other animals in the presence of other animals this is all ihsan in the dhibha the animal is not to be dragged not to be dragged to the place of slaughter but the animal is to be yani like lured there through yani whether that is water or food or so on now 
And likewise, as the scholars they mention again, this is in the books of fiqh, that the animal is to be, to be approached from behind and so on. And that the knife, as we, 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 we know from that which has come after, that the knife should not be blunt. Because when the knife is blunt, what does that mean? It's going to be painful. It's going to be the, 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 the animal is going to feel pain and it's, it's torture and it's, yani it's painful. Yani it, shouldn't take, it shouldn't take five, ten minutes to slaughter the animal. Rather, yani it should be done with, a, with that knife that is sharp. And so it is, it, it is performed quickly. Naam. And so, this is in the books of fiqh. The scholars, they talk about uh, the manner in how the animal, animal is to be killed. Yani that ihsan, they go into more detail. Um, but this is in the books of fiqh. However, that which we take from this hadith, ikhwa, is that ihsan is fi kulli shay. Fi kulli shay. Hmm? Ihsan towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ihsan towards the people. And that includes oneself. Ihsan towards Allah. And then ihsan towards the people. And that includes yourself. Hmm? To, to, your body has rights over you. All of those hadith. Ihsan towards yourself. Hmm? To give your body its rights. Ihsan towards others. We mentioned the ayah. All of those mentioned. That we have to have ihsan towards them. Ihsan towards the messenger of Allah. And that is by following him. And not going beyond bounds. And not going... Beyond that which he came with, and, and by innovating, will become angry when he when when discussing or when uh, mentioning the affair of uh, bid'ah and innovations. And so, from ihsan towards the messenger of Allah is not to innovate and invent into that sharia that he came with. Ihsan towards the parents, ihsan towards the neighbors, ihsan towards one's family and relatives, ihsan towards the zalim. Hmm? Also, ihsan even towards the kafir. Ihsan towards everyone. Hmm? And even ihsan towards the animals. And so here you can summarize all of these into three. Ihsan, there is ihsan towards Allah. Ihsan towards the people. And ihsan towards even the animals. Inna Allah katab al-ihsan ala kulli shay. Wafaqallahu al-jami'i lima yuhibba wa yurda wa sallahu wa sallam ala nabiyya Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wallahi, straight away I'm going to say that's a question for Abu Iyad. You know, Abu Iyad, Amjad, that comes and gives a lesson on Friday. Global warming. I don't know anything about global warming. Ihsan. Um, Ihsan towards global warming, towards the dunya. Ihsan. Inna Allah katabal Ihsan ala kulli shay. Yeah, we should be good towards our environment, no doubt. We should be good even towards the environment. You know, um, someone sees something happen from the road, he should, he should remove it. He should, he should so, remove it. Also, what I'm thinking is that, that, mm-hmm. uh, that there are some problems created in the space and that man can correct it. There's some it problems that, there? But it gives an impression that uh, mm-hmm. uh, some of the verses of the Quran are being contradicted. 
يعني towards towards what for example إن الله يوم سبست ما وجه الأرض أن تزولا ولا إن زالتا إن أمسكهما من أحدين طيب but how is the contradiction contradiction is that Allah is the one in control of the universe that's right and if he were to leave the universe if he was to if Allah is the one to control the universe to prevent them from deviation If he were to allow them to deviate, is there any other being that can put them together? The universe? Yes. Allah, Allah, Allah is the only one in 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 charge of the creation, and He is the mudabbir, and everything which takes place within the creation takes place with the permission of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So when there are these things within the uh, in the environment, you know whether that is, yani, there's all this global warming, whether that is, yani. Uh, the universe, or according to what they say, the, the, the world not functioning the way yani, it, it, it was, and we're destroying our, our environment, then all of that is in the hands of Allah. Allah, He is the one who He can prevent the rain from falling and cause uh, yani, uh, uh, famine and so on, and yani, th- that would takes place within the, the creation that affects us as, 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 as humans living here upon the earth. And it's all uh, in the hands of Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, when He, when he uh, yani in, in, in Allah's actions, there is wisdom. And from that also can be a punishment. A punishment for, the, for, 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 for Ahl al-Ard, people upon the earth, you know, for them to turn back to their religion um, and for them to take heed. But as for global warming itself and any discussion concerning that, then I don't really know anything about that and what the scholars say about that. Please can you go over the prohibition again Is it, is it prohibited to get angry altogether Or is it uh, the effects of anger What do we say? The effects, the effects of anger You, you, can't, you can't help but get angry You're going to get angry The messenger of got angry hmm? But the anger Which is praiseworthy Is the anger for the sake of Allah The anger for the sake of Allah hmm? But that anger which you should no doubt suppress. Hmm? Yani it may come about naturally. It comes about. So you haven't yani, uh, done anything to bring it about. It just comes about. Something takes place in front of you. Hmm? Yani we said that if you can avoid the causes of that anger, then try to do that as much as possible. If there's something that gets you angry, you know it causes you to get angry, then try to stay away from that. However, there are going to be those situations where you can't avoid it. It just comes about. In your presence, you didn't ask for it. Hmm? Here, once that anger does come about, that's natural. It's natural. But if it's anger, which really you shouldn't get angry over, then that's blameworthy. Yeah, and if 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 you if you're angry that your 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 wife maybe she didn't cook that dish the way and how you love that dish, how the way she normally cooks that dish. Hmm? Yeah, and the, the here, that a person from as 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 the salaf would say, that from a, from the perfection of a person's torheed, from a person's torheed is to know that everything that takes place takes place from the qadr of Allah, from the qadr of Allah. لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت. There's nothing that takes place if something's prevented from you. That that dish didn't come to you in the way it should have come to you. Huh? 
يعني الله is the one who wrote that thing that يعني it's going to take place like that when you go back to the qadr of Allah then you know that there's nothing you can't change anything about that it took place it took place and so you submit to the qadr of Allah you submit to the qadr of Allah and so a person if he finds himself in a situation where he's becoming angry over things that are petty or things that it's blame yeah it's blameworthy definitely it's blameworthy for you to get angry because really your wife she's well known to cook that dish in the way that she does in the proper way but maybe it was an off day you shouldn't become angry over that you make an excuse hmm? so things that yani you shouldn't become angry over then that's blameworthy and you should suppress that no doubt suppress it by the the ways in 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 what we mentioned and yani the the prohibition here comes concerning carrying out carrying out those effects yani so you might get angry and the prohibition isn't for you to get angry because we mentioned you will naturally get angry naturally get angry sometimes in that state of anger you do things that you regret you regret later even the muscle of talaq so how many divorce their wives when when angry in a state of anger if it's severe anger the scholars have mentioned many of the scholars have mentioned it doesn't take place severe anger couldn't control himself got extremely angry anti talaq you're divorced he's he's yani he got angry hmm? Yani, so the scholars they discuss this in the books of fiqh that anger has yani, it has effects and it's possible a person gets angry and he d- he says something does something that he regrets severely didn't mean it didn't want to say it no doubt a person who suppresses that and the one who is the furthest away from that then he's better but if it happens so to, to be that you're one who gets angry easily then you try you should try your utmost best to try and suppress that and the prohibition has come concerning carrying out the effects not that you get angry that will happen that will happen now are there different forms of anger like obviously as we know that anger from shaitan is no no are there different forms like the praise of the one and the one from shaitan now as it's come in the hadith that uh, that anger is from shaitan and shaitan was created from the fire hmm? and so anger has its connection to the fire and so that is why the messenger he said in that same hadith that is why you should make the wudu because it cools you down that water it cools you down now so anger is from shaitan and that anger so the scholars they mentioned here is of two types that anger that is mahmud and that anger that praiseworthy and that anger that is madmun blameworthy and then the scholars they they even they they, they discuss even further that anger that is a light form of anger and that anger that is a severe form of anger so the scholars when it comes to the bab of talaq and uh, divorce if that anger w- was an, an a, 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 a form of anger where he was still in control of himself he was still in control of himself he knew what he was saying he knew what he was saying then the scholars say now the difference they say no the talaq it takes place He had control over what he was saying. He knew full well what he was saying. Um, but as for, as for, if it's a severe form of anger, 
where it's possible that he didn't even remember that he said that. Hmm? Uh, and he, got, he did so much in that, in that minute, or that, those two minutes. Maybe he threw something. Maybe يعني, he was hungry. Didn't eat all day. يعني, that had an impact on him. Hmm? And then afterwards, uh, he was asked, the judge asked him, uh, you pronounce talaq? Your wife says you pronounce talaq? He says, well, I don't even remember. I was so angry. So here the scholars differentiate between that anger, which is severe, uh, and that has its ruling. Then there's an anger that is light, and that has its ruling also. Now, is it possible that someone could be that angry? Huh? Is it possible that someone could be that angry that they forget? Now, if, even if you look at um, happiness uh, and enjoyment, that can also be severe. So the one who, the one who, the messenger, messenger of Allah, he said in that hadith, when uh, the one who is in the desert with his camel. And all his belongings are on the back of the camel. And then the camel left, leaves. And he's searching for his camel. And he gives up. And he's just waiting for death. Because you know what? He's in the desert. And death comes in the desert. And being in that situation, hey, look, huh? some of the brothers will tell you. Hey, when you're in the desert, huh? and you get lost in the desert, you don't know which direction to go. Because those, those sand dunes, they move. They move, eh, you lichwa. Those sand dunes, they move. Huh? You're lost. You're just thinking, khalas, death. And so, he was waiting for death. Laid down. So, in the hadith. And then he looks up, and the camel is right there. Come back to him. So then what does he do? Out of extreme enjoyment, what does he do? Huh? He says, Oh Allah. Huh? And ta'abdi. He says, Oh Allah, you, you are my servant, and I am huh? your Lord. Huh? So he said something which was, it's kufr. It's kufr, it's disbelief. To say, Allah, you are my servant. For a person to say that. It's kufr. Hmm? So even in this situation, because of the extreme enjoyment, that, that, that happiness, the happy state that he was in, he's excused. So likewise, the scholars they mention, about غضب uh, anger also that has يعني, that level where it can be extreme extreme where a person does something and he doesn't control himself now and likewise they mention about يعني, even uh, hunger being in that state of hunger how many of you have done things where يعني, you're extremely hungry and you're not yourself extremely hungry that's why even the judge he's not allowed to judge when he's hungry the judge is not allowed to judge when he's hungry. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala A'la. That's in this life. Naam. Naam, naam. The belief of Ahl Sunnah is that in this life, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will never be seen. Lan tarahu. You will never see him. As for in the hereafter, then, uh, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, وُجُوهُ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ نَاظِرَ نَاظِرَ إِلَى رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَ وُجُوهُ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ نَاظِرَ يعني Some faces that day will be radiant, نَاظِرَ يعني نَاظِرَ means to be uh, uh, يعني luminous and to, to be bright. نَظَّرَ اللَّهُ إِمْرَأَنْ 
may Allah, as the Messenger of Allah said, may Allah uh, illuminate the face of the, 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 the one who memorizes from me a hadith and passes it on just as he heard it. Some, some faces that day will be radiant. Uh, looking onto their Lord. They will look to their Lord. And so that is in your, yeah, that is Yom al Qiyamah. And that is the greatest reward, the greatest reward for Ahlul Jannah. And as has come in the hadith, the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, he said that uh, you will see your Lord. You will see your Lord as, as clear as you see the moon, hmm? Laylat Badr. Hmm? Yani the, the night of the full moon, just like you see the, the moon, and you have no difficulty when you see the moon. On yani the night, the the the, the, the night wherein the moon, the moon is full, full moon. Uh, you yani the everyone, the those who will see their their, their their Lord, and everyone being present, the amount of people that will be there that will not affect you seeing your Lord. Yani in the meaning of the hadith. And so naam, uh, when we mentioned about ihsan in ibadah, that ihsan is and Allah ka'anna to worship Allah as though you see Him. However, we, يعني, that's, كأنك, كأنك ترى, as though. Hmm? The Muslims didn't say that you, you see Him. As though, كأنك ترى, as though you see Him. To worship Allah as though you see Him. But, ترى, even though you don't see Him. The Prophet himself, in this hadith, he's mentioning that you don't, you won't, you, you don't see Him. You will not see Him. You don't see Him. فإنه, but he sees you. So the person is mindful of that. That is Ihsan. That a person, he knows that Allah sees him. Now. That's when the people enter Jannah. Yeah. And then when they, when they, when uh, they feel that, that, uh, that joy and that there's nothing better that they can be given. But then it will be said that there still remains Looking unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is after they enter Jannah. Now. Not Yom Al Qiyamah. If you say Yom Al Qiyamah, then Yom Al Qiyamah can consist of number of events. Yom Al Qiyamah itself, so it depends when a person says Yom Al Qiyamah. Yom Al Qiyamah can also include yani the, 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 uh, even when a person he enters the grave, that Yom Qiyamah has begun. When a person enters, when a person dies, his Qiyamah has begun. And he enters the grave. That barzakh, that is qiyamah for him. Uh, uh, and then being raised, uh, the ba'ath, that is yawm al-qiyamah, that's, you know, that, when you say yawm al-qiyamah, it refers to that also. The, 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 the mahshar of the people being taken to the mahshar, the hisab, that is also qiyamah, yawm al-qiyamah. Yani, when, when, when yawm al-qiyamah is mentioned, all of this can be included. And the people entering jannah and uh, the hellfire. However, as for the ru'ya of Allah, then that is after the people enter Jannah. As for the kuffar, they will not be, they will not see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is, uh, yani their punishment. They will not see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now. How, do we, how does this ayah come inside? Yawma uh, yukshafa an saqim. Concerning that ayah, then obviously that Ayah there is concerning 
those who were called to the salah, called to sujood hmm, in this in this life. But yani they didn't used to pray, they didn't used to make the sujood. Hmm? But they would call to that salah in this dunya وهم salimun, And they were able. They were able to do that. As for the tafsir, the exact tafsir of that, Wallahu a'lam. Wallahu a'lam. The ayat of uh, uh, the, the attributes of Allah and these events here then they are not يعني, uh, uh, ayat and events that يعني, um, it, it is for us to, to interpret, interpret um, but يعني, it, is, we, it is upon us to go back to the books of tafsir and to the kalam of the, of the mashaykh and ahlul ilm Allah ta'ala ta'ala now we suffice with that